Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows, all you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask, say the word and I'll be there. Just ask, you know the greatest things in life all come in. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Oh, uh, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing of it. Both, we're talking two episodes and that's the one you're going to pull from? How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? I was expecting to be asked what I thought about sex. The doy. <laughs> Oh, uh, oh, ooh, that was a, a oop of a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. If you didn't know, we're here talking season two, episode six and seven of Boy Meets World. Um, our first double up for if you somehow missed that announcement last episode, we are now doubling up on the episodes simply for the perp. We didn't get any feedback saying, no, don't do it. So I assume everybody's OK with it. Basically, the purpose is that we don't want to be locked into one show for like three years at this pace. So we figured and some of these are kind of like, like, do we really need to spend an entire episode on who's afraid of Corey Wolf? Yeah, no, I think that this was the impetus of like really of it all. Like, it's like I can't spend an hour and a half talking about who's afraid of Corey Wolf. Like, it's not happening. No, if we were, it would have been like a rage podcast of us being like, what the fuck is going on right now? But it probably still will be because it still will be for like at least only half the podcast at least. Right. <laughs> Are we going to be known as like Halloween haters? Because I don't know. Oh my I God, you're that. right. We really do seem to hate Halloween. If you're looking at our if you're looking at our track record of not liking Halloween Town, we made fun of Casper the Ghost a lot. We did like it, but we made fun of yeah. it a lot. Yeah. Um we didn't like the Dawson's Creek Halloween episode yeah. we just saw. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're Halloween haters. Did we dislike the season 1 Halloween episode? Did they have one for, for I don't World? even remember what it was. If it was either. anything, I mean Oh, Feeny gave out rulers. Oh, actually I did like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So 
we did we we liked one of the like six things we've covered that were listen we're not halloween bitches okay like don't come for us i love how we're already into it we're already here i i we like getting presents we like christmas we so, do we both love yeah. christmas and we both love our birthdays so yeah, we like things holiday enough just not halloween yeah um I yeah be anyway we're here mm-hmm. we're talking boy meets world mm-hmm. i have a 90s nightcap because i need one to talk about who's afraid of cory wolf <laughs> uh i am drinking a, a uh what is it a barefoot riesling oh that sounds so yummy or no wait the stutter home riesling it was same, one of the two but yeah, it's good same difference mm-hmm. guess what Guess what? what? Give a Trader Joe's drink. I was at the TJ's, as one does. Mm, as one does. And I was like scoping out the aisles, and 19 Crimes it uh, came out with like another Snoop Dogg wine. So Snoop Dogg has a new wine. Oh, shit. It's called Paul Cali, Cali Rose. <laughs> so it's just like Snoop Dogg's Rose. So Is I'm it having. Good? It's pretty good. I like the I like the red better, but I I, I like red better. I like red best. Mm. But it, I don't know it's how you good. could do a red wine. Oh, I need the sweet. It's it's kind of sweet. It's kind of yeah. sweet. But no, it's pretty good for you know what it is. It's more like of a like um tastes more like a white Zinfandel more so than like a dry rosé. So mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. I hope Chappelle's listening. He I'm going to send it to him. Wine. Not yeah. the wine itself, because you can't ship alcohol from New Jersey. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, I can't but do that, unfortunately. A photograph? Yeah, send him a photograph. Almost as good. appreciate it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, not too much. I'm going on in my life. I'm finishing up Sharp Objects. I have like two episodes left, I think. So I'll Is be done good? with that soon. Very good. I Did I tell you I stopped down to listen to the audiobook? I don't remember mm-hmm. if I talked about this. So I finished that in like two days. And now yeah. I'm watching Sharp Objects. Once I finish that, I've heard The Industry on HBO is very good. Um, I've never heard of The Industry. Here's the thing. I have it on good authority from my friend Deidre. She watched Bridgerton and she liked it. She says that it, The Industry is like Bridgerton on steroids in terms of like it's like, I don't know if it's like pornographic. So or instead what. of one episode, a full on orgy, orgasm, like extremeness. Um, Apparently it's, it's a lot. All right. Then I'm all in. Which I'm intrigued and I want to watch it. Yeah. So um, that's what's next on my list. How is about it just you? sex or is it just like a Regency? Is it historical? No, I don't think it's. His, I think she said it's like something about a business oh. market thing. Well, she said it was really good, though. I thought that it was just another Regency drama that no, had she meant a, like, more sex in it. No, she just means like in terms of like the sex content. Oh, yeah. Not, yeah. I can just it's probably on, not for you. I can just go on. Never mind. I'm not going to say this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, what but have you been I, any watching uh, new? Anything no, new? I'm not watching no. anything. Not a thing. Not a thing. Fine. Just um, just hissing on the club hizzy. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I'm just hanging out on Clubhouse. Just hissing on the what a what a. I'm just on the Clubhouse. You I'm can't possibly understand. No, you're not too. Old I, for can't, it. I can't. I'm too understand. old for it. Let no, me live I'm my too life old for whatever hizzy whatever is. <laughs> I'm just hanging out on the Clubhouse. Okay, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, it it's fun. fun. Yeah, I believe it. I See, have a Friday your, show. Your thing is like clubhouse and my thing is D lately and that's what we do mm. that's what we spend our time doing i have a i have a show every friday on the clubhouse through the rhep clubhouse um 
network. It's not really network, but and we talk about pop culture. Yeah, see, that's amazing. Like you're doing meaningful things with your time. Meanwhile, I'm fighting bad guys. With I mean my forest gnome. <laughs> what? You're what? <laughs> my forest gnome. She's a gnome. You have a gnome, Jess? That's what I play as. Yeah. She's a forest You're gnome. a gnome? Yes. My character is a gnome. I thought you had a gnome. No, she is a gnome. A that garden gnome? Is. You're no, a garden gnome? A forest gnome? A forest You're a gnome. fucking She's lawn ornament. She's not a lawn ornament. You're embarrassing. Oh, my God. Do you have a God. pointy hat, bitch? No, she wears a 10-gallon hat, actually. Why would you give her a big hat? <laughs> because she wants to wear it to make herself taller. That's, like, the joke. Jeez. <laughs> Anyway, now that I, we're completely off the rails. I thought um, that we were heading towards the same direction in life. <laughs> and I feel like you're heading towards Clubhouse and I'm veering off the cliff to d and I, I mean, I'm not We need saying... a podcast where I just explain Dungeons and Dragons to you. Because oh, yeah. literally the entire time you'd be like, wait, what? Yeah, actually, that <laughs> would be pretty funny. We should put that on the books. <laughs> People would love it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't understand any of what you're yeah, saying. I, I, I don't play as a forest gnome. She's a <sighs> ranger. She has a bow and arrow. Okay. And she rides a mini horse. People. I'm assuming you can, she can pick any character in a I could pick, there's a lot of different of races. Yes. Anything. And she chooses a gnome of yes. all the things that you can be. You choose She's a great. gnome. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to be like a mermaid or like a You can't unicorn? be a mermaid. <laughs> the mermaid is not an option. Why can't like a like like an elf? Like an angel? Like something? Um, there are ones that are kind of like angels. Yeah. But out of everything, you choose like a gnome. She has purple hair and she dyes it with beet juice. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I, I can't. I wish people could see your face right now. It is precious, and I love it. It's so funny. I knew you'd love that the most. <laughs> Why can't she just take her gold that she won and go to the salon? Because that's not what she does. That's I, not who she is. I heard that the, the hair barn is giving away some good groupons. Oh, my God. <laughs> she would go to the hair barn. Lolly is a character that would go to a hair barn, by Your the way. Your thing is named Lolly? Yes, that's her name, Lolly. That's one of Jacqueline Hill's Shih Tzu's names. Oh, great. Glad. Can that's I... actually not her full name, but that's her nickname, so <sighs> we could just, we could leave it. Yeah, I don't think fine. I need to know her full name right now. I don't think you do either. Yeah. We'll save that <laughs> anyway. for another day. Moving on to Boy Meets World, because we have two episodes to get to today. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard because I, I'm, i like, a little baffled, and there's more that I want to know, but we should just move forward. We could, honestly, we could have a D&D segment every episode, too, if we really no, want to. I don't, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. No, 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 no. I don't want that. No, oh please. We can have one designated podcast as a yes. bonus podcast that you tell me what I need to know about <gasps> d and I yes. don't want a D&D segment, please, for the love of God. <laughs> no. Anyway, um, we're covering two episodes of Boy Meets World. We're talking season two, episode six, Who's Afraid of Corey Wolf? And season two, episode seven, Wake Up Little Corey. Mm-hmm. So I assume we're going to spend most of our time on Wake Up Little Corey because... 
Who's Afraid of Corey Wolf was a fucking shit show of an episode. <laughs> I hated it. I hated um, it so much. It's the it's the worst episode we've watched. I think it's the worst episode it that we've watched of Boy Meets World. I really do. Like, I can't think of anything from season one that I disliked more than no. this episode. Like, even, like, you know, we, be. we were thinking about, um, like... Like father, no, like one of those, or the, the spelling bee one. The spelling bee we did not we like. We didn't like, but, but it I wasn't, hated this one like, more. We tolerated it. Like this it was one fine. was a useless episode. There was yeah. like no lesson learned. I like it yeah. Just it was all just, and it was weird. The formatting was weird because it was like flashbacks, which is Flash, unusual. Yeah, for very it to unusual. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was definitely it was meant to be a Halloween episode, of course. Like. Yeah. Um, this aired on October 28th, 1994. So that tracks. It's not like Dawson's Creek that's like yes. airing Halloween episodes <laughs> in the middle of May. Like, it's not like that. But yeah. so, yeah, I mean, Corey was the, the thing that happened that started this all was that Feeney told Corey that a wolf escaped from the Philadelphia Zoo right? and he shouldn't leave his trash out, which is a probably good advice because even raccoons can get into trash. Yeah, oh, for and, sure. And then um, he wound up like hearing something in the bushes and he got like bit by something in his bush. Right. Um, so from there, he talks to Eric and Eric tells him that he could be turning into a werewolf because he showed him an article of like the National Enquirer. Yeah. Shades of season one, Eric, in this episode of like just trolling being, like, really trolly towards but, like, Corey. Also, Corey's supposed to be like 13 or something, and he believes this bullshit. He's an idiot. We know that. He's really and he's stupid. like, he's growing chest hair or whatever. Oh, yeah. and Eric basically congratulates him on going through puberty. So Corey that's is, like, what it convinced. is. Like this this was like a metaphor for what it's like for a young boy to go into puberty. For sure. Do we think that it was like coincidental that something in the bush is what bites Corey? Because I feel like that's also a metaphor for puberty. Like, because he's growing hair in weird places. Yeah. He's having like feelings about women, right? He's like, now I wonder how cold the water is on Baywatch. Like, yeah, now going- he wants to know about like all the girls on the Baywatch. Right. So he's like, he's going through it. Um, <laughs> I have a quick question. Yes. Can you be a werewolf on D&D? Kind of, yeah. There's, well, um, there we go. There's a character called a shifter, and they can, like, shift into wolves. So, yeah, yeah, kind of. It's not called a werewolf, but yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what the best part of this episode was. Well, there's two things. When it ended. <laughs> three things. There's three things. Number one, I actually was tickled every single time Corey, like, did the, his, like, oh, thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, like, I even liked it when he was, like, when he like did it like subtly, like when Alan was talking about him and he was like, ah, ooh. like I thought that yeah. was funny, like pretty much every single time he did it. So that was like one thing that I liked. I also like Sean coming over yes. with like his Corey costume and he's like, it was the same hey, outfit. guys, like I like I just want to be cool like Sean. Poo, 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 poo. And yeah. like did his whole like little bit like I liked that, too. So there was some things that there were I a few things like I just think that to, for me, the a storyline is Corey being the werewolf. And to yeah. me, that was the worst storyline. <laughs> the only yeah. redeeming qualities. Yeah. I loved this. The saga of 
uh, Alan in the Coke cans. I was all oh, in. Okay. I was all in on him in the Coke cans. Like the yeah. whole thing was that there was supposedly a thief who hid diamond rings in cans of Coke. So Alan kept buying cans of Coke from the yeah. grocery store and like shaking them. Yeah. Um, that was great. I, I also do, loved the Sean aspect as well. Yeah. Like, do you think that if you heard a rumor that some robber stole like five diamond rings, five three carat diamond rings, then hid them in Coke cans, do you think that you would go out and um, try to find the diamond ring? No, especially if I'm not a Coke drinker. Like, I'm not going to buy cans of soda that I'm not going to drink just to try to find these, like, a needle in a haystack type of situation. No. Yeah. Uh, but me. it's a three carat ring. That's a humongous ring. That's a big ass fucking diamond yeah. for people who don't know diamonds. Three carats is quite large. I'd say I would guess that, like the average engagement ring probably has like a carat. Yeah. Maybe a carat and a half if you have yeah. like the tiny diamonds around it like a halo cut or something. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's a lot. Three carats a- Five three carat diamonds are pretty fucking big. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, maybe I would buy like a couple of cases just to try my hand at it. Why not? People in the grocery store would be so annoyed because everybody would be fucking shaking cans oh, just yeah. to like hear yeah. if they were in there. Yeah, yeah. But that, that storyline like, I thought was cute and fun, yeah. and I just did not care at all. And what pisses me off the most is that this episode. Contains obviously not the first Cory Topanga kiss because we did see that, second. but it kind of it's the second kiss and it kind of is like a good uh, kiss. It, it's a good kiss and it's also kind of like another step in the direction of their mm-hmm. relationship, right? And it pisses me off that it gets fucking shoved in this episode. <gasps> that yeah, like just, we have to deal with Cory trying to do get silver bullets and shit. <laughs> yeah, I would say if anybody wants to rewatch this episode, to just skip to the last five minutes so you yes. can see the kiss. I gotta tell you, that kiss was better than the kiss in It Takes Two between um, <laughs> <laughs> between the dad and uh, Kirstie Alley. You're so right. No, you're <laughs> so right. It kiss. was. Yeah. It was. And we also get shades of season one Topanga because she comes dressed as a damsel. One is not who's not in distress, but who's very together and in complete control of her destiny. And I, I was like, shades of season one Topanga. Yeah, I, I did that too. Was really good. Like I was like good. Like because I wasn't like. Oh, like the celestial like um, placements of the universe told me that like I'm meant to be. So it wasn't like, quote unquote, weird, which once again, like if you're just picking up now in season two, my stance has always been Topanga would fit right in with any L.A. millennial um, girl buying like crystals and like going to see her astrologer like she would fit right in. Um, so it's not that weird in today's standards, but yeah. back then, yeah. yeah. Um, so no, like I, I liked that that bit with Topanga. Um, yeah, and their I, scene was very cute because she has yeah. the line of like, "I see Corey, the same Corey I've known since I was three. Like mm-hmm. that was like, I just love that that chunk of scene. But it's like saddled with like all these other stupid things of Corey going to get ice cream at a place we've never seen okay. before. Yeah. So in the middle of the day where he's late for English class. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So let's get into I think the thing that we have our biggest issue with maybe maybe is the fact that, you know, Corey not only has like a strange urge to watch Baywatch, but he has like, I 
guess the urge to go get frozen yogurt during his lunch hour during school where there's no way that he's allowed to leave school premises during lunch because that makes no sense. No, that's a privilege that you get when you're a senior in high school and not a seventh grader. And why wouldn't he bring Sean? Like, it's weird to me that he's there alone. I know. How did he wind up there? Where is this yogurt place? Why are they like having like a creepy like <laughs> psychic in the back of the yoga place? That was so sketchy. Come here, so young man. Sketchy. Come in the back room of my ice cream <laughs> shop. Like so freaking weird. And yeah, yeah, like the whole scene with him and her was so weird. Okay, and just, so this it is didn't like, feel like Boy Meets World. No, it all. didn't feel like Boy Meets World. So like they had to pay five dollars to get a psychic reading from her name. I think is. Madame Ospinskaya um, and she knows all and there's some things that she knew like I think that she probably overheard that he's like werewolf boy but like some of the stuff like felt like kind of like how did she know like he got bit like how did she know that he was going through changes I don't know but basically she says that you know it's true you're turning into a werewolf and there's three things that you should anticipate one, you're going to have the appetite of a wolf, so you're going to want a, to have a taste for things that you've never eaten before. Number two, a pentagram is going to show up in your hand of some capacity. Yeah. And Pentagon, number, pentagram, same thing. Same thing, same thing. And then for $5 more, she reveals that, you know... A girl that Corey deeply cares for, um, Corey is going to want to kill because of the madness of the wolf. Um, and uh, Corey's like, well, you know, that's not going to happen because there's no girl that cares for me. But mm-hmm. he um, he then realizes later on when all these things start becoming true that right. Corey cares for her. Him. Right, so he like eats a ball of paper to hide his note from Mr. Turner, and that's he, just called like, Pika. He needs to just take some iron pills, and you'll be <laughs> exactly. okay. Yeah, <laughs> he holds uh, Mr. Turner's keychain, which is the Pentagon keychain, and then obviously Topanga. They're going to like a Halloween party together, which seems like it's a date because of the way Sean is like mentioning it. It seems like it's kind of like a date. <sighs> okay, so this Halloween party, yeah. They are supposed to go to this Halloween party, but Topanga doesn't show up till nine o'clock. Why yeah, are party. these seventh graders leaving for a party at nine o'clock? That is so late. Who's There's throwing so many this questions party? for this this whole yeah. episode. Who's throwing this party? Why is it so late? If I was a seventh grader, I would probably show up at seven o'clock. And it's like, so, yeah, mm-hmm. Who? why are they allowed to go to this party? It's so freaking late. It doesn't make any sense. Although I will say, I will say that Morgan had a really good showing in this episode because <laughs> she simply was dressed as the devil and yeah. barely said anything. So yeah. good on Morgan. Yeah. I'm sure you loved that. I did love that. I thought she was very funny as a, and she's like, oh, he can have some of my gummy worms. Like, very nice of you, Morgan. That was a big thing of gummy worms. And that was I'm, huge. I'm kind of jealous. It's a lot. They don't like yeah. shitty ones, though. They're not the trolley ones. The trolley ones are where it's oh, at. Oh, so, like, they Sour probably, ones. like, are, like, get hard soon. And- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they're very good. I can but go yeah, for a so, gummy worm. So this is like the only good part, honestly, was like when Corey and Topanga at the end. And then that's it. That's the end of the episode. Like 
they're just, what the fuck was this about? Like, what even was this episode? And he looked ridiculous with the werewolf that aged so poorly. Him dressed as <laughs> a werewolf when he looks in, in the, the mirror. mirror. Yeah. yeah, it looked awful. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the point is to show that Corey is growing up. Like, he has that little dad and son moment where, like, yeah. Alan's like, oh, you're going through changes. Like, remember the time when you used to play with a fake razor, but now, right. like, maybe you can get a real razor. Maybe it's time and, you know, shit like yeah. that. But I just wish they had shown puberty in a different way than this. I mean, didn't I just we have, was... like, a puberty episode not too long ago that was I mean, a better showing? Not for nothing, but the next episode is kind of a puberty episode in a way as well. So I think we're just kind of gearing up for a lot of puberty in season two. They're at that age where I think that's yeah. going to be the subject of a lot of these these episodes I mean, it's here. Fine. It's fine. I just think it just wasn't a great showing for a lot of the characters. It was just kind of like one note and just hit that one note over and over and over again. Like bat me over the fucking head with puberty. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> You know, it just wasn't for me, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Me. I really, really enjoyed episode seven, though. Yeah. Well, let's, let's you know, give it, you know, after the credits, Fiending finds out that, <laughs> you know, the wolf did not escape after all. It was mm-hmm. hanging out with the cocktails and, you know, um, Corey is like, oh, so like, I guess it wasn't a wolf that bit me. And he goes into the bushes and it turns out it was a bunny. Yeah. And there's no way you'd be able to fucking kit catch a fucking wild bunny, by the way. Oh, the fact that are he's fast. able to just fuck. Yeah. The fact that he just picks this shit up like it doesn't even run away. That is a domesticated bunny right there. I so. really want a bunny. I really want a bunny really badly. Um, they're fine. They're good. Like, they're good. I think that the sad part is like a bunny in a cage is kind of sad just because like they're meant to like run. Oh, I know, but maybe but that you know you're not supposed to put the bunny. They're supposed to be free roaming. Have yeah, you ever exactly. seen a lion head rabbit? Yes, the ones with they're huge, right, and they're fluffy. Well, they have like funny hair. They're like oh, it long fluffs hair. out, right? Yeah, they're long haired bunnies. They have like mm-hmm. bangs. I love yes. lion hair bunnies. And also, I like Holland Lops. I like dwarfs. Um, bunnies, rabbits are like my number two favorite animal. No kidding. Yeah, I grew I love up rabbits. with uh, bunnies. We <clears throat> we had bunnies growing up a lot. Really? Um, yep. I had buckwheat was one of mine, and I had one named Peter. Um, and uh, I think my brother had one named, like, fuzzball or something and squigs mm. there was squigs because he had like a squiggle on him um wow. but yeah we had a lot of bunnies actually they kept oh. mating so we kept getting more oh, yes that's yeah. what happens with bunnies yeah i've always wanted <sighs> one i've never had a bunny i've only had well i mean i've had a couple of animals but mm-hmm. i one day i want a bunny they're cute i just think like in my mind it would always be like why well, get a bunny when i can get a dog <laughs> I guess like things that's a escalate good point. I guess quickly. I can just get a small dog and just it'll get be another one. Basically the same <laughs> just thing. Third dog. Yeah, it's just another fluff ball, another yeah. Shih Tzu for the books. Yeah, especially because you're like you could get like seven dogs and they still wouldn't equal to one Winston. So I think you're fine. Pro- I mean, I guess that's a good point in terms of weight and size yeah. and everything. Yeah, right? yeah. Big so boy. yeah, so I mean, this episode we're just not a fan of. We're not like we're not really 
Halloween people, but that's not even it because we love the episode, no. the Boy Meets World, like yes. the infamous season five episode where it's like the scream. So it's not like we don't like Halloween or quote unquote scary stuff. It's just that this was just dumb, you know? Like, it was. This is, it, the formatting was off. It didn't feel like a Boy yeah. Meets World episode. It just felt like not even funny when it was supposed no. to be funny. So, no. and especially yeah. compared to like how, in my opinion, intelligent the next episode is exactly and prior episodes are it's like it was just bizarre and it's like and I also want to preference like we're probably gonna be wrapping this up like but I also want to say like you know not now that we're doing two episodes it's not like all two episodes we're gonna like um for now on we're gonna rush one episode and then properly cover the other it's just that this is a fucking shit episode and what are we gonna say about it yeah you know what i mean yes like Like, am i gonna spend 40 minutes on shitting on this you don't need to hear me shit on this episode it fucking sucked and i never want to see it again exactly we don't need to spend every we don't need to go through the beat by beat of this episode and how bad it was when we have an episode that we liked that it was paired with that yeah. like there's a lot more to get into yeah. the meat it, honestly when you think about it that halloween episode felt like i watched 15 minutes of solid content I was or 10 minutes say, of solid content so this guys, episode was like felt like a 40 minute episode yeah. behind the curtain normally for even for boy meets world which is only a 20 minute show normally my notes are between three to five page uh, three to five pages not quite but three oh to four God. pages three to four pages because you know t- you know we go beat by beat we like mm-hmm. are very and i have trivia yada 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 but two pages this week and mm-hmm. it's because nothing fucking happened yeah nothing happened yeah. so let's move on to the episode that we actually want to talk about more i know uh, wake up little Corey. Um, yes so okay. For those who like didn't rewatch this episode, basically they um, in Mr. Turner's class, they he wants to get them talking about love, sex and scandal mm-hmm. um, because of the, the the book they're reading. Much yeah. ado are about we, nothing. Are we back to do uh, back to Scarlet Letter? No, this is Shakespeare. They're talking much ado about nothing. Much to do. I've never heard of that Shakespeare play in my life. No, no, I've I never haven't heard of actually. That. Um, They've never. No, it's it's that. not much to. It's much ado. Much ado. Much ado. They yeah. really go through stuff really fast. Like the last episode, I, I they was went over the Lord thing. of the Flies, and then this. Grapes of Wrath. That book is fucking forever long. It, it, it's like this curriculum is really. This is an AP it's class. Yeah. yeah, it's like normally in like normal English <laughs> classes, you cover like two books a, like of a semester. Period. Yeah, yeah, no, they're like one book a week. Come on, guys, cranking it's them like out. You got to like really rush. I think Mr. Turner's class is probably the hardest class of them all. To be it honest, it really with you. has to be because like everyone is sleeping. They don't give a shit about this assignment because they're like, <gasps> oh, we can't really. Even to, I was shocked. Like, why is Topanga sleeping? Like, Topanga, you are an A student. Why are you sleeping? Well, in this you class? know it's bad because she's like, oh, we can't relate to these characters, whatever. Yeah. And Mr. Turner's like, bullshit. There's a lot of like, you can definitely relate to them on the love, sex, and scandal stuff. And so he's like, like, oh, can we're gonna because they? they're in seventh grade. <laughs> they shouldn't be able to, but the scandal for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they, um, Mr. Turner decides. That what they're going to do is, like, interview each other about love, sex, and scandal. Um, And, like, not only each other, but, like, people in the hallways, their parents, whatever, whatever. Of course, Feeny, I'm sorry. You are, like, the biggest 
micromanager I've ever seen in my life. Like he this really guy. Is. And only He's to Mr. Turner. Always up Mr. Turner's ass. Always. It doesn't matter like what the lesson is or what he's supposed to be doing. Like, Feeney's, like, always up Turner's ass. And it's, like, once again, we go through this whole old school versus new school teaching methods. And I thought that we already went over that, like, we can do both teaching methods and it's okay. But let Mr. Turner experiment. And, you know, like, there's nothing – I know, like, this is not, like, a television production class. But if you can teach your kids – about something a different way they'll get they'll get something out of it like it doesn't you don't have to be so specific like read the book do a book report like Mm -hmm. it doesn't like it's always work yeah and here's the thing you'd think that turner would have earned a little bit of feeney's trust after the last time when like Corey and sean both knew their shit right so that proved mr turner right but here we are feeney is like giving Turner a hard time saying you're fueling the fire instead of putting it out. Feeney is literally wants to like preach fucking abstinence or something. Yeah. Feeney was a little like a little, little conservative, like a lot conservative in this. Like it was too much. Yeah. He would have rather like nobody talk about sex at all. Like, you know, learn outside of school about sex, which is actually like the opposite, in my opinion, on what you should do, because you want to control the narrative. If you don't learn from like a an adult, like an educated adult, then they're going to learn from each other. And then it's, there's going to be miscommunication about sex and love and like, you know, yeah. all that stuff. It, it, you know, we, we see all the time that, um, uneducated people leads to you know unplanned pregnancies and all yeah. that jazz mistakes happen when people aren't educated about yeah. it and this uh-huh. is the, here's the thing Feeney this is even fucking health class like I'm sorry yeah. but there he's teaching English literature this shit comes up these topics come up yeah. and then like, if Feeney has a problem it. with what is taught in school you know that Feeney has this look at uh, this list of like a hundred books that they have to get through in one semester. Yeah. It's like if you don't want them to read this book, then just cross it off and then have them cover, I don't know, the outsiders. Yeah. Anything else. Yeah. He, Feeney is the one who wants to like freaking pencil every type of curriculum, like just nickel and dime every yeah. single thing that Turner does. And it's so infuriating. Yeah. To if me. I was Turner, I would not feel comfortable at my workplace because of how up like like you said, micromanaging. He is yeah. just up Turner's He's ass. all over him. And I this know. is the thing, like, Turner connects with his students. We've seen it many times now. Yep. He gets results. And I think that, yep. like, Turner sees himself not just as an educator, but, like, as a mentor. He's molding mm-hmm. young minds. And those and are I, the types of students that you re- or the, sorry, those are the types of teachers that you remember for years yes. and years and years to come. You don't yes. remember... And they, and this, yeah, and these are the teachers that, like, students will go to if yep. they have an issue, right? Like, if they yep. need to talk about something, they're not going to Feeney. No offense, Feeney, but, like, they don't see you as a mentor. They see no. you as a disciplinarian. Yep. They're not yep. going to go to you. And so, like, I think yep. that Turner – while Turner's – you can't blame Turner for what ends up happening. I don't think like they stay too late in the editing. I don't room. even have a problem. Okay, ultimately, 
Sorry, sorry, Jess. You no, explain. go ahead and I'll respond. Yeah. Basically, what ends up happening is Topanga. So it's boy girl pairs. Topanga and Corey are paired up, and um, they have a ton of footage. They interview a ton of different people, saying different things about love, sex, scandal, etc. And they're going to edit it all. They tell each other's families. I don't know why they did this, but they tell each other's families that they're at each other's houses, right? So no one's looking for them. They fall asleep in the editing room of the school also sus that like Topanga's like resting her eyes on the floor and then Corey <laughs> is like editing something and the next scene he's next to her on the floor like you had to lay down Corey like, yeah you had yeah, to lay Corey down Corey moved himself but the issue that I have with this is not so much that they fell asleep at school it's yeah. more so that I guess the deadline for this project was so soon that they felt <laughs> that they got had to get rushed um, and like Fair. and like work overtime to finish yeah. their project. It's like Turner's like, OK, here's this assignment. You have to work boy girl pairs. So that means like you probably can't like have somebody like come over like there and it's like it's editing software. So well, that's they have, what I'm like, wondering the, too is like what about the rest of the pairs? The of the, when yeah. did they edit? Exactly. So and you know Topanga is not going to wait till the last minute to do her no. project. But I think that they he Turner's like you have like two days finish this project. So it's like unrealistic deadlines in yeah. my opinion so of course yeah. they have to work overtime maybe they just took too much footage maybe that's I have I think that's is. partially it yeah I just also think it's weird that they didn't just say hey we're at school like editing why did you need to tell them that you're because Topanga said something like oh I don't want them wanting me to come home and eat dinner and it's like just say you're at the school editing like I don't know and I, I don't really understand either how they get stuck in there like no one no teacher before they lock up goes and checks their rooms maybe not I I don't think um, so I mean yeah. I like when you were in high school like how, did you never like stay late where there was like you know like after theater practice yeah I or- guess I was there but I don't know it's just weird but like so let's let's get into before when we they start get like into the- do you remember they start like sh- like bringing down the gates and then you're like oh my god I'm yeah. gonna be stuck in here gotta leave <laughs> yeah oh my god I had I had so many nightmares about like missing the bus uh mm-hmm. after like after staying late at school and stuff before I could drive oh my god I don't know yeah. why I had so many nightmares about that but I did I lived um, like pretty much across the street from school so oh I, that's nice, I was at least. not I was not concerned no. about. Um, but I was still, you know, we talked about this still late. Yeah. I just showed up whenever, just like Corey, uh, 40 oh minutes God. late to English class after lunch. Yeah. Ridiculous. 40 yeah. minutes. But it's, that's the class is like episode. almost over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so let's talk about before we get into the repercussions of them falling asleep at the school. Like, let's get the- into what? All the people that they interview. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. what Topanga says um, that she thinks that boys think sex is the end goal, but that sex is for a very special time and place. I think that's like a a, a correct thought. Like, I think that, mm-hmm. you know, women and men get brought up thinking about sex in a very different way. I think, I mean, and this is very stereotypical. I am, of course, everybody is an individual, but I think that, I grew up with a very romanticized thought about sex. You know, you Mm -hmm. fall in love and then you have sex and it's an intimate moment between 
two people that love each other and Mm -hmm. like but I think that for guys stereotypically it's more so of like a check or like a notch on their belt yeah I think gotta check it off like gotta get it done yeah, it's like it's like societal norms are what mm-hmm. kind of are shoved on on people growing up, right? Where like, um, I, it always reminds me of the episode of Friends where um where the men and the women they're talking about sex and what how men and women view it differently, and they're saying that like, oh well, um. Like, oh, well, we, the men, oh, we like the stand-up comic who starts before, you know, Bon Jovi, but that's not the reason we bought the ticket. And the women are like, yeah, well, we like the stand-up comic. He kind of warms things up. They're talking about, like, foreplay and stuff. He kind yeah, of, like, yeah, warms things up. I was catching up. on. I was catching on yeah. to that, yeah. He kind of, like, warms things up for us, you know? And if if you give up the stand-up comic, you're going to be at home alone playing that song on your radio <laughs> or whatever. But it kind of, like, that's how what it reminds that me episode of. episode like, of Friends is that i've i've i swear Um, i swear i've watched friends but it's a very small scene in an episode so i I don't remember okay but but yeah it's like yeah it's like men and again society pushes these things on us where in exactly what happens in this episode is what we see a woman has sex she's a slut a man has sex he's a hero and that is like infuriating to watch but that's why this episode this episode was so well done like the way they covered the topic was perfect i thought Actually, this is one of two episodes that got a TVPGD rating. I'm sorry, what the fuck is that? <laughs> TVPGD. So PGD means that it is, the D stands for Intensely Suggestive Dialogue. And this was one of two Boy Meets World episodes Interesting. That were rated this. Um, And basically, it's just suggestive dialogue, but it's still under the PG umbrella. So it's still meant for kids, but it has that D to say, look, like there's... Sex is talked about. Sex is talked about. It's still appropriate for kids. It's not like we're like dropping F-bombs or like showing anything, but we're talking about it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and I think this is like a very, uh, to me, the way they handled this was perfect, right? So let's mm-hmm. let's talk about some of what the other people had said about love. Um, Sean was like, oh, I fall in love five times a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was very Sean. Very Sean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and very Eric. I think that they are very similar sometimes. They are, uh, yeah. Um, Joey the Rat had a lot of opinions. Like, he had like a very, like... <laughs> you know, stereotypical, like, monogamous opinion on sex and love, which is yeah. surprising from Joey the Rat. But Yeah, I, that's what I really liked, though, is I felt like this, this episode not only had a really great moral lesson mm-hmm. and teachable moment, but they pulled in so many side characters and kind of rounded them out a little bit more with, yeah. like, these little bits of clips of them. 
it definitely shows a different side of Joey the rat because we just see him being, you know, just like a, a like an instigator for the bullies. Um, I would have liked to see what Frankie's opinion on love and sex was. Same. I was so disappointed. I felt like, like that would have been that. I don't know. He wasn't in the episode. I thought mm-hmm. that would have been another great moment for him because he's definitely the more like sensitive one of those yeah. three. Yeah. And so I thought I would have thought it would have been really great if they pulled him in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we see Harley and Harley doesn't really have a lot to say about sex or marriage. I don't think that he know or no, not marriage, but sex and love. Mm-hmm. Um. Which makes me think that, like, Harley is, like, a big virgin, but, like, a secret virgin. I could totally see that, yeah. He's, like, never had a girl in his life because girls are, like, probably, A, afraid of him, and B, like, they probably think that he's hot, but, like... Well, how many times has he failed, too? Like, is he also, like, too old to be sleeping with high schoolers now? Probably. I think he... I mean, I think that he's probably, like... 19 yeah I feel like he's definitely over 18 at this point definitely Um, over 18 um but yeah so he at first was like I'm gonna beat you up because you're like hanging out my hallways which number one like if I was Corey at this point I would just be like dude you're not gonna beat me up you've never beat me up like you haven't even touched me like (laughs) like everything that you've said is an empty threat so like come at me yeah Um, yeah it's always like the threat of bullying that's more scary than the actual like act of it actually happening I think yeah Um, Harley hasn't touched well he's like he tried to he tried to but he's never Um, he's never achieved so they make a deal if you're in the movie then don't beat me up or take my three (laughs) dollars yes um and then yeah so he but like Harley is like yeah like Joey like what's my opinion on like sex and love um and like so Joey has to like sub in Corey doesn't want to be interviewed like he does not like want it he refuses Um, Turner I loved what Turner was saying and I love how Corey catches him in like a not a lie or anything but like the um, Turner says that love is like the most important thing in the world it makes it's the only thing making making sex worth having and then Corey's like oh so have you had sex and he's like well yeah and he's like but I thought you said you haven't been in love so how you (laughs) which also Turner never having been in love is wild to me I don't think that how old do you think Turner's meant to be like 27 maybe I would put him in late 20s early 30s okay so if um, that's the case to never having been in having been in your love at that point in your life, I mean, that seems honestly it's a little it's bit a handsome of a red, teacher. It's a little bit of a red flag. I tell all of my friends, like, <laughs> I would at this point in my life, I would rather you date somebody on Tinder that's been divorced, um, rather than somebody that's like thirty three and never been married and never been in a serious relationship. I do think it that's is a, scarier. Yeah. I do think it's a bit of a red flag to not yeah. having been, but like or like a long-term relationship and a, a broken engagement like but like to never be like in, yeah. like in a long-term relationship at 33 seems a little scary to me. Yeah, I agree. I do, I just think it's kind of unbelievable to me that Turner's never been in love. Like yeah. that seems like a stretch. You think uh, somebody No, I believe but, it. I believe it. I think that yeah. he probably had like a lot of fun in his 20s. Fair, fair, I especially that, if he was if yeah. he was nowadays, oh my god, he'd be all over Tinder. Oh, my God. He would be hopping the Tinder. Yes. <laughs> like, like, raging hard at the Tinder. Yes. Um, so Feeney's opinion is still, like, 
don't talk about it. Don't do it on school property. And he just cares about the camera equipment. Yeah. Um, then Corey goes home and interviews his family, which is like, really, Corey? Like, you're really going to bring this up with your family? Maybe it was a requirement, though. Like, Maybe. honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, you have to interview adults, too. Maybe. So Eric is just using it as his own, like, dating profile. This is going to be viewed by seventh graders, Eric. Like, <laughs> what are you point. thinking? Well, I mean, it seems like Eric doesn't really mind dating seventh graders, unfortunately. Eric is too much sometimes. He and is. This is the episode he was too much in. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amy and Alan. They Amy's seem- cracked me. I up. like her. I like her comparison. It's like voting. It's a privilege. You want to research research who you're voting for. And Alan says, it's like you go because you go behind a curtain and you get the job done. And then you don't see them again in four years. That honestly, that cracked me up so much. Those like yeah. lines. Oh my God. Yeah, marriage. I mean, I'm not married, but it's always a stereotype that once you're married, the sex goes out the door. Can't speak for that. But I just feel like. Amy and Alan don't seem like they're in a sexless marriage, especially oh, after no. la- like not last, last episode, week, but the one before last week it. Yeah. We were getting like sexy lingerie. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They're getting they're getting it. I'm not I'm not worried for Amy yeah. and Alan's sex life. Yeah. But they they had they, the, that was like a really funny scene, I thought. Mm-hmm. And then so then flash forward to Corey and Topanga are found sleeping in the editing room. Feeney is like, in my opinion, unreasonably angry. I know. I know. I don't really understand. Like, obviously, it was a mistake. I mean, they're fully clothed. Weird. Like, I know it's, it is a little weird though like and he it's weird but like he knows Corey and Topanga right like he, he fa- practically fucking stalks Corey like he knows <laughs> that they're not like having sex in there like it's very obvious to me that they fell asleep with their clothes on yeah I mean their house is bugged as fuck like mm-hmm. Feeney knows um Feeney yeah. would be the first to know if Corey lost his virginity because the house is so fucking bugged <laughs> he would yeah 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 but because of you know he has he's a spider and he has all his little birds that will bring him his information that's what yes that about. too yeah. that too so I mean I, I mean if anyone should be upset is Amy and Alan because they wake up at seven o'clock and their kid's not home like where's their kid like if yeah. anybody should be upset it's Amy and Alan like not fucking feeny like get a grip dude like who cares well like i think it's like i mean i think that if they were seniors and they were found together maybe that would be like a little bit different but they're kids yeah yeah and it's it's just one of those things where it's like i would if i'm amy i'm pissed that alan fell asleep on the couch and my kid is missing like what is he supposed to do Stay This kid comes home. He fucking wakes Corey up to watch baseball. The least he could do is stay awake when Corey's not home. Um, But yeah, Uh, it's just like, yeah, that the way Feeney reacts bothers me. And then obviously, so he's like, you know, we're going to talk to your parents, whatever. Go home. They walk out. The entire school is like clapping. Clapping. Literally clapping, which is insanity. Yeah, word spreads fast and How? Every Who told them? Janitor Bud? That's fucked up. I, I don't know. Probably Janitor Bud. Yeah. Maybe Janitor- it's Janitor Bud who's the <gasps> Janitor Bud is one of Feeney's birds. Uh yeah. Yeah, Confirmed. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Well, like Janitor Bud probably told Harley 
And Harley probably yeah. told the whole school. That's probably right. Yeah. yeah. So Sean comes up to Corey and is like, oh, are you a god? Are you the man? And Ew. that's when Corey gives in and he's like, guess I'm the man. Yeah. Like that. So like. Yeah, because Harley comes up and is, like, hyping him up, too. And it's like, yeah, Corey's literally, like, you know, and Topanga's in the corner watching this whole interaction go down, and she's humiliated. Like, poor thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, I feel so bad for Topanga, and the fact that she doesn't just go, like, punch Corey in the face, like, good on her, because I would be so upset. Like, yeah. She she takes it rather well considering the circumstances. Um, I but guess. Corey, so now yeah. Corey's like popular, and well, do they? Does the entire school really think this little dweeb like really had sex with Topanga? Uh, like, here's the thing: I don't so think Topanga's stupid. popular right now. So I think that they they view the two of them as like similar two dweebs. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they think Topanga's as dweeby, but I mean, in season one, she certainly was, right? Like, she sat at the dweeb table. Um, I, yeah, I think I just, that. Yeah, go ahead. I just, I just wouldn't buy that, like, they had sex. Like, no, maybe, I mean, maybe kissed. I would believe kissed. I think that it, it's like, it's just the school, right? Like, when you're a teenager, I think it's a lot easier to believe stupid things because you want to gossip. I think is probably more I guess so reasonable but yeah but now so Corey's home and he's just like super proud of how popular he is and like Sean bursts in talking about how he's a god yeah and I, I love Alan in this me too. part me Alan too. comes in and he's like oh why is why is Corey so popular Sean like what did yeah. he do yeah. like oh it this was, is sorry, the it was Alan's, so good no it's Alan's best showing in a lot of episodes probably since season one I agree to yeah. be like you know what is there to be proud of? You know, you yeah, humiliated you a girl. Like, you're lying about something that you did. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it, it's, I, I like this a, yeah, a lot. It's, it's a very bad look from Corey. And I love how mm-hmm. Alan is, like, very quick to call it out. And yeah. I especially love that when Topanga comes over, Eamon and Alan are like, oh, he's in here, Topanga. You guys are going to hash this out. We're going to leave. Like, I really appreciated mm-hmm. them kind of giving the kids that space. To kind of, like, talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And also the fact that, like, if Amy and Alan were there for Corey's buffer, that would make it a lot more comfortable for Corey. And Corey deserves... A lot less comfortable for Topanga. Mm Mm-hmm. And Corey deserved to, um, you know, listen to everything that Topanga said genuinely and, um, and really, like, you know, get like I don't know, like get her word in, and yeah, I don't know, I don't know. What I'm trying to say no, I, I'm trying. I, no, I agree with you. I think like again, I'm really impressed. We talk about this a lot on on Dawson's Creek with how emotionally intelligent the, especially the women are on the show, mm-hmm. um, young women, I should say, right? They're teenagers on that show, and again, I appreciate that with Topanga as well, right here. Like, I just think that her. What she says here, obviously writers are writing this for her, but Topanga as a character (laughs) says here, uh, you want me? Take me. Go ahead and do it. Aren't you the man? I want my good name back. Um, I I feel I used to like you. You used to be a good friend and now I don't know what you are, but I don't like you. And I just feel like that is so succinct. It's so perfect. Like you took something from me 
if, if you want, you know what, you lied. So if you're the man, let's do it right now mm-hmm. so you could prove that it's not yeah. a lie. You know, like I think if you want is... me, take me because I don't have my reputation anymore. You yeah. took that from me. Yeah, great, great point. And I think that this is like a continuation of why Topanga is such a great character. Like Topanga mm-hmm. is not like a, a gen. Like Topanga is... Yeah. Always she's fiery her mind like yes. she always stands up for herself she's always been a strong woman she's always been the smartest in the room she's always been the most spoken well spoken in the mm-hmm. room and she continues to be so and that's why Topanga is like a person or like a character to look up to that's why yeah. you know Sarah at 10 years old looked up to her like she's she's a strong woman a strong a great representation of a female on television yeah and I appreciate too that like thinking more about it like timeline wise this all happens at school Topanka goes home talks to her parents whatever has time to really think about what she's gonna say and yep. then she comes over and Again, she calls Corey out. Like She doesn't punch him. She doesn't slap him. There's no physical violence like you might nope. see, right? She doesn't throw water in his face or something uh-huh. very dramatic yeah, like exactly. teen dramas would do. Yeah, like you she, see, like typically you would see them get slapped or some exactly. bullshit like that. But she and I, uses the power of word. I, to, I love that. You yeah, know what I mean? Me you took my reputation. I want it back. I want this mm-hmm. corrected. Yeah. You used to be my friend. Like, I don't know who you are. I don't recognize who you are anymore. This isn't the Corey I know that does something like that. And I think that, like, without that conversation with Topanga, Corey doesn't do what he does next. I don't think any adult talking to him would get through to him enough to make right. him do the next thing that he does. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. So back at school, um, you know, Turner's going to show – Corey and Topanga's tape there's a lot of like annoying seventh grade ooze which is so annoying but yeah very true like that shit happened all the time yep Feeney comes because he's always up everybody's ass like we were saying before um but he doesn't have faith that the students actually learned a lesson from this whole process um and Turner's like well like the only way we'll know is if we watch the tapes which is like kind of backwards like maybe he should have just like watched the tape beforehand to make sure um Harley's there because he wants to see his big television debut but also I think he wants to see if Corey's like really the man which is like also still annoying yeah um so the tape (laughs) plays they play the tapes yeah um and basically Corey makes an edits the whole thing and so it ends up being like it has Topanga talking about how love is very special between two people and you know Sean has the joke about um you know falling in love five times a day they do have to play the joke on Feeney where he says uh not on school property or whatever um <laughs> yeah. which was very funny but yeah and then at the end he basically has like an apology to Topanga that like I, you yeah. know I I made this up I shouldn't have done it um and I here's the thing Corey could have cut out that part where Sean says, like, oh, you like her. Tell you you love her or yep, whatever. Yep. And he kept that shit in. Oh, yeah, because he already loves Topanga. Yeah, he mean? wants her to know it. Yeah. He's too shy to tell her. But he, yeah. that's his Leo way of doing it, you know, <laughs> getting yeah. around it. You yeah, gotta proclaim yeah. it to the whole fucking class. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, I think that, Topanga and Corey like shake hands and ultimately like agree that they're friends because 
that was, you know, like he wasn't being a good friend. Like Corey, like wasn't being a good guy and he wasn't being a good friend. And I think that outing himself and telling the truth um, was what Topanga was hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of like this is where they they make up and well, you know, like they what do they shake hands, I think, or something like that. Yeah, they shake hands. Yeah. But like, obviously, this is just the beginning. Um, I love the way this wrapped up. Mm-hmm. I think that it, it's a per- this is what I want out of like my Corey Topanga interactions, not the bullshit one scene we got last episode. Like this is the kind of episode that I want dedicated to the Corey and Topanga saga. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but it's wrapped in like this beautiful bow of a moral lesson and just kind of yeah. a human lesson. Like it's not just for teenagers. Like lying is hurtful and it's rude and it's really mean and it shows how nasty kids teens adults even can be when it comes to sex and scandal and like the fact that this poor girl all it takes is falling asleep in a room overnight with a guy for rumor to spread and for her her quote-unquote good name to be tarnished and even if she did have sex with Corey, what the fuck business is it of anybody else you know it's just it's, it's infuriating yeah. he's a hero and she's a slut and it's a tale as old as fucking time exactly like we see this all the time and like i think that you know Corey says in this video like you know you would think that after like 400 years or how many many years like we would have had it figured out by now and he said we're maybe not quite as advanced as we would think or hope and i would say like you know Obviously, we're removed from school, but I think that there's still like a lot of work to be done. Like, I still don't think that society has 100 percent figured this out. Like, of course, there's plenty of women that are, you know, very honest about their like sexual relations and are proud of it. But then there's still as many people that still slut shame women and prop men up on a pedestal. For the amount of partners that they have or, yeah. or having sex in general. And I think yeah. that's something that we still, I mean, this episode was like, what, 20 years ago? We still haven't figured it out. No, we still haven't figured it out. And I do yeah. think like the timelessness of this episode, I mean, beyond the fact that like, you know, they're recording these people on like VHS tapes and they don't have cell phones to text their parents and tell them where they are or whatever. Mm-hmm. Beyond that. This is still a very timeless like you could show this to a, a kid right now. Right. Like yeah. you could show this to and I think which I, don't I, know, I love haven't about Yeah, it's really relatable even now. And I think yeah. like I haven't watched any teen kid adolescent whatever shows lately. I think we but, need to watch Euphoria. Oh, I love Euphoria. I've seen. Euphoria. Oh, see, then you've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. But Euphoria is also much more like adult like it's on HBO, right? Like it's it's more cutting yeah. edge than than Boy Meets World yeah. is for sure. I gotta but tell yeah. you, this God. would not be an issue because you would have track my phone on your iPhone, and <laughs> yeah, the parents right. would just like be like, "Oh, they're at the school," yeah, and then the they would school, go yeah. right to the school. That's fair. I just think like it is it is like still something that's relevant today, which is what I love about it. I mean, I wish it wasn't too. Re- as relevant. I wish we could solve this issue, but I just it's not going to happen anytime soon. So, no. um, it was a great episode. Like I loved this episode. I'm happy we ended up uh, doing a double up just because season six. If we had to spend an entire podcast dedicated to season six, like I just think that we would have trashed the whole thing and it would. 
having fun. But <laughs> I'd rather like yeah. talk more about an episode I'm That's again like that has a better message and yeah, yeah. is way more meaningful in the long term uh in, in the long term case yeah. of, of Boy Meets World. Me too. Um and then we get to the after credits where um it's I think it's just Harley talking about like, like love his and perfect stuff. date. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. It's he's like, yeah, like my perfect date would just be like us hanging out in our car. Yeah. And um, you know, like she would like when he says something about cigarettes, like I don't know, Harley. I don't know what he was talking about, but yeah, it was kinda it was pretty funny. Um again, this is a good episode. I I really enjoyed it. I would uh I would watch it again. Like honestly. Yeah. Like it was a good one. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it would it'd be one I'd go back to. I think it's hmm. Up there is one of my favorites that we've seen thus far. Oh, that's awesome. Definitely like a mm-hmm. favorite of season two, right? Hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we do have one email from Great. our friend Cody Patterson. So he didn't have much to say about Wake Up Little Corey, but like, why? But it's fine. It's fine. So he says about who's afraid of Corey Wolf. Uh, hashtag six uh, shit 90s fun fact. Monday, October 31st, 1994, the moon was in a waning crescent which means that only 14 percent of the moon is visible and the moon was closer to a new moon than a full moon calling these bitches out i know another problem with the episode (laughs) (laughs) also daylight savings time ended on october 30th so they turned their clocks back um at one o'clock therefore Corey had an extra hour to figure out how to not be a werewolf (laughs) Amazing. These facts are amazing. 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 I love the research put into this. I know. I know. No. Hashtag uh, shit 90s fun facts. Hard to say when you're a glass of wine into a podcast, but an excellent (laughs) hashtag. I love it. I love it. I love these. This is fantastic. Um, That's very funny. And uh, (laughs) yeah, call those bitches out, Corey. Come on. Yeah. Corey, Corey, Corey should have known that he was not becoming a werewolf. It's the stupid shit in the world. It is so stupid. Ugh. Follow up question. Did you all have any myths as a kid that you believed that were true? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if it's. Well, obviously, we did mention this on a different podcast. The uh, the Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary thing that we both fell for. Um, but yeah. when I was a kid, my brother, I don't know if this happens to you, but um, like when you cry, your eyelashes kind of fall out more like no than usual. Anyway, Jessica, if really I hard lost crier. an eyelash for every time I <laughs> cried, I would be eyelashless. Fair, fair. Um, but I, yeah, when I cried when I was a kid, sometimes my eyelashes would fall out. And my brother told me that if I lost all my eyelashes, I wouldn't be able to blink. And it made me cry harder <laughs> because I was nervous about not being able to blink. So fuck that's you, an, Jeffrey. You're a ins- dick. Jessica, don't say that. <laughs> Jessica, why does he listen one day? He would literally never. If he makes Jess, it to see, if he makes it to season you two, to your brother, <laughs> yes, are you kidding me? If he makes it to season two, episode six of a podcast that I have on Boy Meets World, please, I would, I love you so much, Jeffrey. If you make it this far, I love you. There you go. Do you always call him Jeffrey? Yes. Really? My dad is Jeff. So. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Look at that. Everybody's learning things about me today. Yeah, it's spreading all the fun facts. Mm -hmm. Um, So as a little Jewish girl, 
I learned very early on that anything that was mystical was probably a lie. So <laughs> I knew the whole time that Santa wasn't real. So <gasps> I kept I kept that secret from you, you fuckers. I hope you appreciate me. You stupid Christian people. I had to keep secrets no, from I you. No, di- I don't. I never said stupid Christian people. <laughs> don't put those words kidding. in my mouth. I'm Jessica. So kidding. I'm so I kidding. never said that. I feel like I'm allowed to say it because I grew up Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, don't put those words in my mouth. I did not say that. <laughs> I said never said sense. that. I just said that I kept the secret for you because I'm a good girl. There you go. Good Jewish so, girl keeps her secret. I knew about that. Knew about the Easter Bunny. And then have I ever told on a podcast my story about the Tooth Fairy? Yeah. Wait. I know it. So you, you must know have told it. it on this. You must have told it on the podcast. Or I told no? you personally. I'm not quite sure. Long story short, if you don't know the story, I learned very very early on. That the tooth fairy wasn't real because um, I was a late tooth grower. No, loser. <laughs> Probably grower too. I don't you know. You were a late loser. I don't That's know. I, heard. I don't know like how soon I grew teeth, but I lost teeth very late. So I wasn't, it wasn't until the first grade that I lost my first tooth. And I think typically people lose their teeth like in kindergarten yeah Um, way yeah a lot earlier than that so I only had one time in a make-believe land that I lost a tooth because the second time I ever lost a tooth I showed it to my mom and she dropped in the couch and I had a full-on meltdown screaming and crying (laughs) that the tooth fairy was never going to come to me because the tooth was lost and I was like freaking out like Full on meltdown, almost as bad as my meltdown when I thought that I wasn't going to be able to get my video tape of Spice Worlds because I thought I was going to get all sold out. Almost as big as that meltdown. Um, And my mom literally yelled at me and told me that the tooth fairy wasn't real and that she was the tooth fairy to make me shut the fuck up. So I did not believe in pretty much anything mystical when I was a kid because yeah. because I had to hold all the and then you had to guess hold all what the another secret another secret yeah no tooth fairy but they couldn't know they couldn't know I would still demand that I get paid for losing teeth no like, no cash there there was Ugh. no cash rendered it's, it's tragic for truly. lost teeth truly tragic even yeah. as an adult had to get a wisdom tooth extracted no cash yeah. <laughs> your mom's like i had to pay for all of this so i'm not paying you anything for losing teeth oh yeah pretty much awful. pretty much oh it's awful um yeah so life be hard but that's yeah. why we're resilient and that's why we're hard yes. uh, we're appreciative <laughs> of therapy there you go so thank you cody uh, <laughs> thanks for um, that shall we move on to the fashion hour yeah Okay, so this is obviously a combo fashion hour. So when I talk through these outfits, I'm going to mention what episode they were in. Um, So first up, the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit. Um, We have. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the order that you. Oh, here we go. Okay, the first one is Topanga from episode seven. This is when she comes to confront Corey about what he has done. Um. She is wearing a long floral maxi skirt, um, kind of like a 
purpley or like a brown. It's kind of hard to tell with like splotchy flowers on it. Um, she has a turtleneck tucked in or it's cropped. It's kind of hard to tell. Um, a I white think it's turtleneck. tucked in. I think it is too. Yeah. Okay. So let's say a tucked in white turtleneck that's like ribbed, a long necklace, like down below the boobs. Um, and she has the <laughs> boobs she has, you know what I mean? <laughs> below the chest. Um, and she has on a jean jacket that's like a light wash cropped jean jacket that's cuffed. Uh, she's wearing a couple different rings as well. Um, and then her hair is actually more straight than it usually is. Just a little bit of curl at the bottom and she has it pulled back kind of in like a half up like claw clip look. And of course she has her tiny bangs. Yeah. We didn't get to see the bottoms because she didn't really. They Again, no. they love close up shots. So sometimes yeah. it's hard to tell. Um, I love this outfit. Like, I honestly really do. I like a floral maxi that's like a little high waisted. I love turtlenecks. You know, I do. So mm-hmm. this white turtleneck it, that's like kind of ribbed is giving me life. Like, I wish I had it. I like this jean jacket. Like, I like I love her hair because like, how can you not? Yeah, I love everything about this. I like when I was watching this episode, it was obviously something that I saw right away and that I really liked. Yeah, I I think it's a great outfit personally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next up, we have Amy from episode six. Uh, she has on kind of like a gray trouser pant, high waisted pant, a cream button down blouse that's pretty like billowy. And then Honestly, the kind of the eye, the thing that catches your eye the most is the vest. Oh, yes. It's like gold and red, like uh, vertical stripes. Yeah. Um, like it's a button like, down um, vest. Yeah. It's like a carnival tent. It fabric. really looks like a carnival. Yeah, yeah. She looks like a carnival tent. Or like she's the type of girl that like passes out the popcorn at the uh, circus. Yes. She's the <laughs> ticket girl. Yeah. Yeah. She's the ticket girl. Um, It's trash. This vest. It's awful. Yeah. It's pretty ugly. But it is pretty 90s. I mean, we got some puffy sleeves. Vests are very 90s. She's like, this is like her work outfit. Like, she's out of real estate. She's now in gallery uh, art art distribution or a gallery g- galator. What yeah. is that? I That's have not no a idea. word. Gallery owner? Uh, gallery selling something? paintings on the on the double. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's trash, but it's fine. It's there. It's whatever. It's, it exists. Um, I did not even notice this until this moment, but my next outfit has like a duplicate piece. So <gasps> we have Topanga oh my God. from episode six. Um, when Corey uh, runs into her in the hallway, she's wearing like a light wash, like a waste paper bag. Or is that what it's called? Waste paper bag b- pants, yeah. jeans yeah. with a giant chunky belt, like real chunky black belt, like coming, cinching in very high. They don't on the make waist. belt loops that big anymore. No, bitch. That is a no. big ass belt loop. Huge pockets, no. too. She has on the same white turtleneck. I love that. Well, it's maybe not the. It does look the same. I think um, it's the same. I love I just, that they reuse pieces. Yeah. To be honest with you, I saw this outfit and I loved it. And I think it's because it's the turtleneck again. It's the turtleneck. Yeah. And then over top of that, she's wearing like a, a blue uh, sweater, 
a cardigan type of thing with kind of like a would you call that like an applique on the front yeah 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 like some a sort beaded of like applique beaded applique yeah yeah hair is yeah. half up half down with some curly pieces um I really liked her hair actually as well in this in this episode yeah I mean I really like this outfit too I like the pants those like pants they, are in, back in style now they are back in style mm-hmm. um you know I love the turtleneck. Like, I thought I noticed this outfit, and I, I liked it, too. So, honestly, like, this is probably one of my hardest um, decisions mm-hmm. between the um, episode 7 Topanga and episode 6 Topanga, because I yeah. honestly like them a lot, both. Um, By the way, Miss Topanga was wearing a black bra, in the episode six Topanga, which yeah. you can't do with cream, my love. Like, no. you can't. Get a nude bra, girl. Get She's nude, nude bras. Bra, it's okay. A white okay. bra. Like, you can't yeah. do a black bra. It's fine. You're young. You don't know. So because of that reason, I feel like I had to dock a couple points. <laughs> and give know. it to the Some that's arbitrary fair. I like reason. the other one better, though, anyway, honestly. Yeah. Like, I, so, like, I like episode seven. Episode seven Topanga. With her Ooh. jean jacket and her floral skirt. I'm going to give it to her. Yeah. Yes, we love it. Um, yeah. Next up, the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness for the most timeless outfit. Honestly, weren't I was like scoping the episode trying to find outfits. And to me, there weren't right? a ton. Yeah. Um, the first one comes from Eric in episode six. It's when he's talking to Corey about being a werewolf. He's wearing a light wash denim jean. The reason I included this was because I really loved Eric's like oatmeal sweater. Um, it looks, it looks so cozy and warm. It looks so cozy. Like, honestly, I would want to snuggle Eric just to get close to that sweater. Yes, it looks and it's so baggy, too. Like, it looks yes. so warm to, like, cuddle up in in the winter. You know, if, uh, I would wear that sweater, but with black leggings and, like, mm-hmm. little boots. boots. And I would be, like, 100%. bopping around super yes. happy. I Yes, I completely agree. And he has his Apple Watch on, of course. <laughs> it's his um. Apple Watch. I see it. It's right there, and it looks very apple Yes. Um, next up, we have Amy from episode seven when they're chastising Corey for what he did to Topanga in the kitchen. Yeah. She is wearing a uh, looks like a black trouser pant and then a red sweater. I I'm just going to say that Sarah grabs the screenshots for me because I can't grab snippets of Disney anymore. Um, Apple apparently is the only one that allows it still. So Sarah has Shh. to always grab them. Yeah, don't and say that don't, out No one loud. no one rat us out. Um, but Sarah grabs the snippets and she grabbed a snippet of like side boob for the texture of the sweater. And she writes for texture, not a boob shot, which I appreciate and think is very funny. Um, well, but yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's a very like crocheted look kind of yes. sweater. So yeah, the sweater looks like a really nice knit. It's yeah. like, um, it has like a nice texture to it, which I really like. She's wearing like a necklace that also looks like there's like some red gems in there. Mm-hmm. It's a nice outfit for Amy. I like it a lot. I can see somebody wearing it now, but I'm definitely going to give it to Eric this week because yeah. I we talked about snuggling in the nook on our When yes. Harry Met Sally podcast. Yeah, if, you I, if you're a Posture Recaps Theater patron, or excuse me, a Posture Recaps patron, and you haven't checked that out, go check it out on Posture Recaps Theater. Yeah, or a become a Post Show Recaps patron. Or do that, it's yeah. It's only $5. Yeah, um, PostureRecaps.com slash Patreon. 
Yeah. Um, but I say this because I want to snuggle in the nook with the sweatshirt. I like it a lot. Um, not necessarily Eric, just the sweater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. now I don't want to snuggle Eric. All right, so Topanga <laughs> and Eric, congratulations on your awards this episode. Congrats. Well Ooh. done. Yeah. Um, this is great. I how are you feeling about the two episode format? I think it worked out, especially this week being that we really didn't care for yeah. episode six. I think that, you know, I think that it's gonna work out pretty well. Um, I also think that this there's going to be weeks where we have a lot to say about both episodes. Mm-hmm. So this is the average length of our average episode. But mm-hmm. I would anticipate that they might run a little bit longer. than I would anticipate closer to an hour 30 uh, yeah. most weeks cl- yeah. rather than hour 10 that I, we were normally yeah. averaging. Right. So I honestly think that like... Th- you know, I think it is definitely going to be a really good format. I think it's going to help us get to it's not so much like it's it's what you were saying before of like mm-hmm. it'll help us get to a certain point of our podcast sooner. But also it's really getting into like the good stuff sooner. Yeah, exactly. And we we've completely said that, like, if we found an episode that we want to stop down on and do one episode for that yeah. particular po- like or excuse me, one yeah, one episode for that particular podcast. We will do that because we want to make sure yeah. we're giving giving those moments there's like time in the spotlight. Right. Um like so, season yeah. 4 has so many good episodes and mm-hmm. so does season 5 and it's like you know it, it's almost like we're excited to cover some of that stuff and it's like, you know, yeah. why are we going to waste an hour and a half talking about fucking Wolf Boy? Like, I can't. Exactly. Exactly. And it also, like we said before, it just gives us the flexibility that we're looking for for our podcast. Because we we always said, like, this isn't a Boy Meets World only podcast. It's one of the shows we cover. It's one of the things we cover. Yeah. We want to be able to cover a lot more stuff. So I'm um, also interested in hearing if anybody has any opinions. Absolutely. I want to know feedback on it. And speaking of feedback, send it in shit 90s pod at gmail.com shit 90s at shit 90s pod for Instagram and Twitter. Yes. Five stars ratings. The whole spiel we usually give. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Coming up next season two episodes eight and nine are on the docket. So get your feedback in. We're going to be covering those next week. Uh, Covering Dawson's Creek as always. um, Loving that. It's very fun for us. I think we're having a good time. Um, we're finishing out Mary Kate and Ashley March. Um, I'm sad that it's over. I'm happy because like <laughs> it's been. A, I'm like sad that we're going to be done talking about it. But maybe we could do another March next year of more Mary Kate and Ashley stuff. It was so much fun. If you haven't checked any of that out, my God, what are you doing? Go listen to our bracket. Go listen to our It Takes Two Talk with Melissa Denny. Coming up, we have the gosh full house podcast with felipe shimon from the brazilian dragon podcast coming out this saturday yeah yes okay yes i'm getting my schedule mixed up when will we record and when things come out yes it'll be coming out this saturday saturday the 27th that was a lot of fun um we talked a lot about disney so um, if you like disney definitely give that a listen a lot of disney talk lots of disney because how can you not when we're Filming at Disney World, you know. And talking with Felipe. Like, it's bound to come up, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But 
tons of fun, tons of stuff coming up. You know, April, it's not, there's no like firm, like Mary Kane Ashley theme, but we, yeah, have, we don't have a theme for that month. We have bonus content already planned for April. So definitely tune in for that. Um, and yeah, follow, follow us at Shit 90s Pod, as Jess said. Follow Jess and all of her endeavors. If you're on the club hizzy, come find me and, uh, but chill with me. Um, <laughs> she hates me. Listen, it's fine. Sarah is famous now on Clubhouse. So I'm not, no, I'm not famous. Mm. I just have my show. I have a show. <laughs> I have a show. I have a show. Um, <laughs> so, yes, keep following along. We appreciate you for listening. Uh, stay safe. Stay healthy. Hope everybody's good out there. And we will talk to you all next time. Just Bye. Shit 90 shows taught me.